Welcome to the Creative Entrepreneur Podcast, where mindset and marketing meet purpose, passion, and profits. I'm Bob Baker, and if you're a creative entrepreneur or someone who runs a heart-centered business, you're in the right place. To get a free collection of sample chapters from my books and audiobooks, just pay a quick visit to promoteyourcreativity.com. That's promoteyourcreativity.com. Now, enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Creative Entrepreneur, Bob Baker here. And let me tell you, if you like hanging out with uh, kind of energetic, inspiring people, you are going to love this interview with Michael Gebbin. Uh, this guy's done some amazing things. He's not even out of his 20s yet, and already he's been able to collaborate with Tim Ferriss of the 4-Hour Workweek, with Tony Robbins, even Sir Richard Branson, and you can find out in the interview exactly how he does that, but he's a very uh, inspiring, um, upbeat guy with a very positive message, and he's uh, built a little business around has been self-employed for years and his attitude and enthusiasm are just contagious i know you're going to love this so how would you like to become a vip that's right a very important person well you already are a very important person but i'm specifically talking about the creative entrepreneur vip list that's right it gets you past the velvet rope it gets you the best tables and all the finest restaurants. Well, I may be exaggerating a little bit, but when you get on the list, you actually get an email from me every time I post a new interview and you get a big free sample of my new book called The DIY Career Manifesto. That's pretty close to getting best table, isn't it? Sure. To get on this VIP list, all you need to do is go to DIYCareerManifesto.com and sign up for it. That's also the website where all of these interviews, all of them are housed so why not go there right now while you're thinking of it and sign up for the list if, of course, you're not already on it. All right, let's move on to this week's interview. Welcome to the creative entrepreneur, Bob Baker here. And man, I tell you, if you're feeling like you want to get energized, I know that my guest today is going to serve that purpose and more. I'm talking about uh, my guest is Michael Gebbin. Hey, Michael, how are you, man? I'm excited to be here, Bob. Thanks so much for having me I today. Think, well, you're the kind of guy that seems to be excited about a lot of things. <laughs> That's kind of like your brand, which we'll get into uh, yeah. a little bit here. But I just discovered um, that we are actually not very far from each other geographically. A lot of people know that I've, I'm I'm born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri, which is where my home office is here. But you're just uh, over the river in Alton, Illinois, right? Yep, all of Illinois. I've been in, born and raised here my whole life. Don't plan on going anywhere. So. Yeah, you're barely. You're not even a half an hour a away. And I've been there many times. And yeah, there's a there's a beautiful. What is it called? The the, the Great River Road or something? Great River Road. Yep, absolutely. Goes up to Grafton, which you mentioned you were uh, you, you've gone to in the past. So yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm very familiar. And back in, the, in my band days, yeah, I played at. Uh, I didn't. I never played at Fast Eddie's, which is I know is a real popular place yeah. up in that, er, that area. But I played at different clubs in Illinois in that area. So I'm. I'm well, well versed on your in your neck of the woods. So, so cool. But we've never met in in person. I know we've been friends on Facebook, and so I know that you're very active with like uh, posting videos. You have a new podcast that we'll talk about. But let's start, and then also my typical list of questions here. But I want to know a little bit about your background because I think it has your area of creativity, as I understand it, has something to do with video production uh-huh. and that service. And so maybe yeah, tell me a little bit about who you are and some of the amazing people that you've worked with, and then how that's led to what your 
kind of doing now. Yeah, absolutely. So what's funny is probably in most of my uh, social networks on Facebook and Twitter and all those different things, most people right now, if you've connected with me, see more of my kind of inspirational brand or positive energy that I put out there, all that kind of stuff that's going on right now. But really, I started my video production company when I was 19, uh, right out of high school. I didn't go to college. And as I said, I'll I'll be 28 this year. Uh, It's been quite a ride. I actually never even flew on a plane until I was 22. And I've flown on a plane so much this year that I've already reached companion pass status with uh, with Southwest Airlines, which is pretty crazy. Wow, that's amazing. It- but um, so I, I've literally my my path with the video. I mean, it started with just shooting, you know, five hundred dollar weddings, graduations, dance recitals. I joked that you know, you know where East St. Louis is. Oh, sure. There's yeah. like not the best area on the on the planet and there's like i went to like a pentecostal church service where they were speaking in tongues and there was like barbed wire around the fences <laughs> and i used to transfer old eight millimeter to dvd and vhs to dvd i mean we did it all and then i really you know expanded when i started doing this thing called a same day edit for weddings and that was essentially a highlight video that i would show that night at oh. the reception and that just it took off like wildfire uh, it allowed me to expand into the what I call the non-wedding world or commercial work where I've had the honor, the privilege to work with people such as Tim Ferriss, Tony Robbins. I've gone to Necker Island a few times, which is Richard Branson's island. I've worked with Lewis Howes and Derek Halpern and Pat Flynn, who was a previous guest. Just some incredible, incredible people. So it's it's yeah, been quite a ride. But how did you make the leap from like weddings, you know, to, to working with these big these big name people? Because yeah, when I went to your website, I saw yeah, it's Tony Robbins, Tim. Yeah, you said Tim Ferriss from Four, yeah. four Hour Work Week. Which he'll um, talk here when you ask me some of your questions. So oh, oh, all right, yeah, I don't I don't want to get into uh, if you if, if you're going to answer those later. I won't get get into that. Uh, so you rather wait, yeah. Well, no, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you a little bit more and then we'll, we'll probably get into your questions. But I mean, really what what transitioned me more into like kind of commercial work was actually the wedding same day edit because what happened was is there would be business owners and, and whatnot at the wedding and they would go, wow, if he can do that with a wedding like that day, what could he do with my business? And so I started to do some more kind of commercial work. And then, yes, I will tie in how Tim Ferriss was the the catalyst for starting this oh, wow. uh, big other trend in online marketing that I've gotten into and some of that other stuff. Okay. So, But, yeah, I mean, the weddings, I mean, I've gone all over the United States. I've gone to Puerto Rico, the Bahamas, and uh, really all of that was the same day edit and the word of mouth that it, it, it produced because really – most people think a wedding video is uh, something they'll never want to look at or watch ever again, nor sometimes even get in general because they know how bad it will most likely be. So when I would show this video, uh, people just went crazy. You'd have a couple hundred people that ultimately it's, – it's funny. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? right? You know, uh, I was getting paid to kind of market because really, I mean, I'd have, like I said, 200 people there and they would just go, Wow. And then I'd have people coming up going, I wish I could get married again. You know, are you are you available next week? And so it was it was, it was crazy. But uh, it was a fun ride. That, so. That's awesome. And this may also be another part of your your answers later. But I assume you got into what you're doing currently, maybe like observing Tony Robbins and all these motivational speakers and all that. Did you, did you start to think to yourself, wow, you know what? I could do that, too. I've got a message. I've got a personality. Well, you know? it, it's funny because, um, you know, I've always loved helping people. And um, 
through everything that I've done in video production, I mean, it was a uh, somebody who I got, I had a mentor kind of come into my life that I ultimately was actually paying uh, per hour for some coaching, and he was in video production. And the first year that I broke six figures was the year that I, I got, you know, I started kind of getting that coaching or training from him. And I didn't know about Tony, which we'll get to till after the whole Tim Ferriss story. So I'll kind of get into that. But, um, but my mindset when I changed that mm-hmm. is when my business changed because for so long I focused on all the gear and the technology. And one of my biggest regrets, which I really don't have many at all because I'm where I'm at today because of everything I've done. But the biggest thing was that I probably, I, there's times I wish I could go back or I could do it a little bit differently. And it's how much money I spent on just all the gear and all the techie type of stuff that really I can look at today and I can go down to this core set of gear that really, you know, we teach people today for $5,000 or less, almost sometimes even $3,000 or less, they have everything they need to really crush it. And I've spent <laughs> way more a <laughs> lot more than that. So, um, but you know, live and learn. So. Cool, cool. This sounds like this is a good time to just just go ahead and jump into those questions and start digging yeah. out some of those right. things from your past. So the first thing I always like to ask my guests is like, you know, looking at if you've been an incredible journey at this young, you're still not even out of your 20s yet. But <laughs> if, if you could identify three key factors that were sort of responsible for your growth and getting to where you where you are now, what would those be, Michael? Well, one, um, you know, I probably don't bring up enough, but I know at the core, and this is something when 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 you say that, that I have to give an enormous amount of credit to my parents. Um, honestly, they're not actually entrepreneurs at all. Um, they're not. Uh, they're not super wealthy or anything like that. But the biggest core thing is how they brought me up. I always, you know, treat everybody with respect. Treat everybody equally. You know, you never know who you're dealing with. But also, truly, more than anything, their support. Um, they have. I mean, they have supported me. Every step of the way, when I told them I didn't want to go to college and could I just try this whole thing out, and then if it didn't work out that I could go back to college, you know, they supported me. And they've done everything from, you know, co-sign on loans. I mean, they did do all these little things. They didn't have the money, but I had to go get the business plan and I went to the bank and they would co-sign. You know, these just little things that we take for granted sometimes, but I mean, I really, I owe a, a lot to where my journey started from them and their support the whole way, no matter what, even if I come up with the craziest idea on the planet, you know, sometimes some would say to a fault, they're support, <laughs> they're supportive. But I mean, ultimately, I, I truly believe that I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for my upbringing and, you know, and, and them and all their support. So that's, that's number one. Cool. Um, the other one, uh, it is truly surrounding myself with incredible people. Mm-hmm. Truly surrounding myself with the most incredible people and removing all the negative out of my life. So that, that could be two different things, but ultimately I kind of – I consider that one. Like for me, taking out anybody who just isn't supportive. I mean honestly, I know some people, unfortunately, it might be their parents don't support them. Well, once you're 18, I've never had it to that extreme of a level, but you do have the hopefully somewhat of the choice to get out of that situation and go off on your own and do your own thing. I mean, you have that control once you're 18 and older to remove those negative people out of your life. And for me, I didn't have a lot of necessarily super like naysayers, but I did have people that what you kind of considered toxic 
You know, they're just, they're not ever positive. They don't ever believe anything. They just kind of go, yeah, sure, whatever. Or, you know, even the news and media and all those types of things. Tim talks about that kind of in his book with, you know, the low information diet. Like you don't need to have to turn on the nine o'clock news every night and watch it. You don't have to go to the front page of Yahoo and read all these things happening that a lot of times are negative. So I removed a lot of that and just surrounded myself with just amazing people. And that took time. But I can say that the one thing that I know, which might tie in here later, like coming into this year, um, a good buddy of mine who has this event called Mastermind Talks, Jason Gennard, who has just incredible people that show up to this. I'll be filming it again in uh, this June. He said, your network is your net worth. Mm-hmm. And I truly, truly believe that. If I mean, I've done some crazy things, taken some crazy risks. And at the end of the day, it's been the core group of people that I've surrounded myself with. And they're not all local. They're all over the world. Um, but those people and their support and their knowledge and their expertise has really helped catapult me uh, to where I am today. And a third one, you know, really what I harp on probably at the core almost more than anything on – uh, my, my, my podcast, my weekly YouTube series, all this stuff is, is this belief in yourself that things are possible. My channel title says anything is possible. And so I, you know, after going to Tony Robbins events, you know, which didn't start till almost, I think 2012, um, I started to identify when he was talking about things, things that I think I already did to an extent without being fully conscious of it or aware or understanding of it. And, you know, my biggest change between me at 19 and me today, which probably happened just a couple years in, was when I started, I was 19. I didn't go to college. I was really young. Um, I didn't know what I was doing. But I said all those things. I said, people aren't going to take me seriously. You know, I, I don't really know that I could get more than $1,000 to shoot a wedding or, you know, all these things. And the biggest difference between me at 19 and me today is not what I look like. I don't, I don't look a ton older or anything like that, but it's truly my, my mindset, my belief system, and my confidence in what I do. And um, I believe that makes all the difference. And you know, I'll tie in one final little story there. I, I recently just did um, an interview with Michael Port, um, and I was telling him, because I truly believe that it will be people's personalities that will trump their talent here in the future economy, whatever you want to call it. And so what I mean by that is you have to still reach a certain level with your talent, but at the same time, it's getting very, the playing field's getting very even when it comes to the quality of work that can be produced. But it's you as a person that will stand above and beyond the other people that someone might deal with. And I, I told that to Michael and he said, you know, it's funny, I talked to two other people besides you, who are highly referred to me from, you know, reputable friends of mine. And their work was either equal or better than yours. But I chose you because you connected with my vision and me more than those other two people did. And so do you think that ever in this world people think they have to be the best? And not that you shouldn't strive to do great work. Right. But at the end of the day, he basically said, you didn't necessarily have the best work 
but you connected with me more. And I feel like in, in what's moving forward, you have to believe in yourself and then others can believe in you. But then it's that connection with people. So no, no, a random side no, note. No, no, awesome, uh, awesome. Yeah, I've, I've often said, you, could you hear that thing? There's a, it's a level playing field with digital technology and the affordability of everything. And I've, I've kind of uh, clarified that by saying everyone has access to the playing field, but how you play the game is different for every in, in, individual, and it's the rare Absolutely. combination of like of of talent, personality, um, your ability to embrace all the new tools and all that. Yeah. You know, instead of cursing them, um, and, and that's why I think no matter what era we live in or what the business model is, I think people will always uh, there always be a small percentage of people that really make it on a significant level because there's always yeah. there's a new gatekeeper, I guess, and that's yeah. embracing the workload and all that good yeah. stuff. But that's Absolutely. awesome. So, so your, so your, so your, so your parents, and I, this, and actually, of all the like the twenty seven or twenty eight interviews I've done, it's maybe come up a few times where people have mentioned their parents. So that's obviously an important yeah. thing. But kind of, it kind of ties into your thing about uh, the question I have real, real quickly a follow up uh, that ties into surrounding yourself with positive people. What if you don't have supportive parents, or what if they're just sort of lukewarm, or they're you know saying you know get a day job so you you know you fall, have something to fall back on? Is it is it is the the next best step then to look outside of your family then for that positive reinforcement? Uh, I, I do believe that. I mean, like I said, I, I I try never to fully speak on things that I'm probably not an expert in because I, I didn't experience it, right. but. I, you know, in talking to because I've had a lot of those come up though sometimes with people older than me who go, well, yeah, but once you have kids, or yeah, but once this, or yeah, once but, that, yeah. you know, I've seeked out a lot of different people in a lot of different scenarios, and I have seen all walks of life, you know, in, in, from people who don't have the supportive parents to people like myself who do, and you have to find the way, and and you have to get outside of that environment. The best you can, of course, like I said, when you're younger, it might be very difficult to just uproot and leave your house. I don't really necessarily right. suggest that unless it's abusive or something. But ultimately, what's funny is it doesn't matter who it is in your life. There might still always be those people who do support you, but might still question what right. it is that's, that's going on. Right. And so most won't actually believe until they see it. And so you just have to, you know, at the core in yourself, realize, you know what, I might not have the 100% support from anybody, but there's somebody like who I'm closely related to. But I hope through things like what you have or my podcast or my YouTube that people know that there's someone else out there and they're not alone. So they may not have connected with that person yet, but there's not a person out there on this planet who hasn't had somebody on the planet who's in an equal scenario to them. There's no one. Right. I mean, there's no. I think it's Nick Vojacek is my how you say it. No arms, no legs. Right. There's still actually other people like him, you know, and he's got a rare, rare, rare disease. So there might not be that many, but there's others. And so I find it that it's funny how many people pop out of the woodwork once you succeed, or at least in their eyes, or once you prove that what you thought was crazy. I mean, think of a light bulb. Think of like you know everything that we have on this right. planet. And one time it didn't exist. Someone thought they were crazy. They made it happen, and now they're you know revered. So and that comes back to that possibility thinking that you mentioned in factor number three. Great advice, Michael. All right, continuing on with the list of questions here, Michael. Um, let's talk about, uh, about about challenges, which I think we kind of briefly touched on. But what uh, um, you know, can you can you cite a, a specific business or creative challenge that you faced, uh, the way you overcame it? You know, maybe what you learned from it. 
Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you're a podcast host or someone wanting to be interviewed on podcasts as a guest, visit podmatch.com. Podmatch automatically connects ideal podcast guests and hosts together for interviews. We always say it works just like a dating app, but instead of connecting you for dates, it connects you for podcast interviews. Podmatch has connected over 85,000 guests and hosts together for interviews that listeners love, all while saving you countless hours of administrative work through built-in automations. If you're ready to level up your podcast interviews on either side of the mic, start today by visiting podmatch.com. Yeah, I mean, obviously one of the challenges that I mentioned was, you know, that that fact of I spent a ton of money on, you know, gear and technology. Now, this probably wasn't be the big bulk of my answer to this, but, you know, something I'm not necessarily would suggest to anybody, um, but one thing that I know is I've been resilient in, in the fact of never giving up, always pushing forward and always finding a way. And sometimes when we do training, I find people who don't want to buy a $12 URL to start their business or to start their website or do something like that, to whom I say, you probably shouldn't be in business for yourself and you should just get your own job, right? And so for me, I mean, one of the things that I did do is you know, I, I got the credit cards, I got the things, I did whatever I could to make it happen, and I kept pressing forward. So even though I was spending the money on some of the things, I, you know, you can have $5,000 on a credit card and it won't cost you more than a couple hundred bucks a month. Now, granted, I realize all the interest, all that stuff, but could I generate a couple hundred bucks a month? And I was able to do that, you know, so I was able to keep moving forward. But in regards to Big challenges. I mean, that was something that you know I dealt with, and I think a lot of people when they start a business, they go, "Well, it costs money to make money." And albeit that can be true, that's why one of the things that kind of tie in there, I would suggest to other people is be smart. There are a lot of ways now you don't have to spend a lot of money. So although that was something I dealt with, and then how I kind of dealt with it, I did it on the cards. I did whatever that I had to do, and it didn't cost me. I was never stupid about it, right. right? I never just went so far beyond where it was like, you know, it cost me $9,000 a month and I'm only I'm only making 2,000, you know. Right. I always kind of scaled, but ultimately for me, it was, you know, I think it was that idea of the overwhelm was probably some of my biggest things outside of the little financial thing I just talked about. And overwhelm what I mean is I guess I created a good problem for myself and I always seem to do it over and over again, which is I try to always do a great, great job for people in whatever level I'm capable of at. And I tell people this and like you can apply to authorship. It can apply to anything. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Do the best that you're capable of right now until the supply is so, so much that you can't handle it. Then you can charge a premium. But sometimes you see guys like especially in the video space, they'll be like, well, I only got $200 for that. So they do a $200 job. When they may know right now how to actually create a much better video, they'll create a poor video because that's all they got paid, but then that's all they end up keep getting. But so for me, I've always tried to do my best no matter what it is that I'm doing. Well, that created a lot of work for myself. <laughs> and what happened was, which I'm never, never proud of, um, I was doing upwards of almost 40 weddings a year and I was getting bogged down because at one time I tried to do it all. And so thus, I was seven, eight months behind on delivering these weddings. I didn't want to leave my house. I didn't want to answer the phone. I didn't want to interact with anybody because, you know, every month passed a couple months, which was in the contract, which is 
not still what I've ever seen is good, but that's kind of seems to be a standard in the industry. So I'd put that in my contract when I knew no better. You'll get it in a couple months. Well, of course, let's call it three months. Every month past three months is not good. Right. So it just it, it 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 kept piling up and piling up and piling up, and I was so stressed out. And so what I did to overcome all of that, and have since all the time since then, is finding people who are smarter than you to help you out with the things you're not good at. And so delegating, which you know, dealing with mm-hmm. Richard Branson, I mean, he is the king of that, and he kind of tell you he might not be the smartest cookie, you know, out there, but. The thing that he is smart at is he's very resilient and he's very focused in the sense that he's not afraid to try things and he's not afraid to put people in place and quite frankly have the thing fail miserably. And so for me, when I had that first wedding video that was edited by someone else and the client was still really happy, I was like, oh, (laughs) this is great. Like I don't have to do all this. And what I found is, there's, there's those things that people, like, they have to do in business mm-hmm. or people tell them you have to do this. This is just part of it. I think that people should learn how to do just about everything. Like, learn how to do it. At least have an understanding so they can speak intelligently when they do right. delegate it off. Because it, otherwise people pull things in front of you and you don't know you're getting screwed over. But at least if you have an understanding, you right. can talk intelligently and, and understand it. So that's what I've done. Is I found that the things that I'm not good at, that I don't want to do, I'm not naturally give to that, and I have no desire to do, I need to at least understand it, but I need to find somebody as quick as possible to do that, or else I'll just be spinning my wheels and wasting a lot of time, and then I can focus on the things that I'm really great at or come more naturally. But that doesn't mean that there aren't things that you're not good at that, you know, you won't get better at either. And there's been things just like my YouTube. Like I did a YouTube thing long, long before I ever started it. It was really awkward and I was kind of weird and looking around and I didn't have any energy, but I kept at it. And it was something I wanted to get better at. And so in that case, I did. Right. I'm I'm glad glad you said that because that's another thing I've often said was that I think a lot of people use the excuse. They they hear this advice about delegation and they just – because something is outside of their comfort zone, they automatically try to push it off on somebody like the marketing. You know, I can't market myself. I just want to create Um, where as – if it's just outside of your comfort zone but something that you could get better at, yeah, I think you need to kind of pick and choose those those things. And I also a, agree when you, that, yeah, you need to be a, an educated entrepreneur. So when you do delegate, yeah, you know what th- that person's going to encounter. So you're more realistic about what to expect from someone that you're paying, you know. Um, and you should definitely do things outside your comfort zone. I mean, <laughs> yeah. all the time, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll tie things in, but, I, you know, I, I feel that's a big part of my success because I've one had a very naiveness at times and just do things but at other times it's like it's just that um ability to try something and not worry or or feel like i'm going to fail or make the mistake to me the only time you're failing or making mistakes is if you're not trying at all right um but otherwise you're just learning so cool so let's go to another uh three-part question that's uh kind of fun for uh me, I don't, I don't know if you uh, saw the recent Star Trek movie where there was old Spock met new Spock. They had yes. <laughs> came face to face. So, yes. so this is kind of like think of those terms uh, that you're having a conversation with your younger self, and even your current self is pretty young. 
But let's right. say you could go back and talk to yourself when you're in high school and give three pieces of ad- of advice. One of them would be, you know, young Michael, um, young Gebs, if you will. Yes. Could, you, could you like to go by Gebs, too? Well, that's what Gebbs. a lot of people call me. That's what's so funny. I, yeah. I never really came up with that. Other people did. But, yeah, that's what everybody calls me. And it's even part of your website, GebsTV.com. Exactly. But you would say to young young Michael, uh, you know, these, these are the things that really work. So do, do, do this thing exactly the same, too. And I keep, maybe you kind of mentioned one earlier, but here's here's something that was a time waster. You know, avoid avoid this. Uh, and then uh, then three would be here's something that I didn't realize until later in life that is really good. I wish I would have done it earlier. Again, we may have touched on some of these, but let's go ahead and hit them one at a time. So, what would you tell young Michael to do exactly the same? Look in hindsight. Well, yeah. What's funny, like I said, in regards to not being too many regrets. Um, I wouldn't change a lot because I'm who I am today. I'm where I'm at today from everything. So I recognize that. Um, But the money thing is huge. That's probably my big, well, it is my biggest thing that I would have told my young self to be smarter about um, because truly, I mean, what's so funny, I'm not hurting, but at the same time, like I would have today um, probably darn near a million dollars in the bank if I was, if I was smarter um, with how much I've made since I've been in business, but because I just was like, so boom, 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 let's try everything and buy everything and buy all these things, you know, I had to dig myself out of some holes from that. So that's something that, you know, I dealt with, but I, I definitely, looking back, um, would have done differently. I wish I would have known, which I could just tell that, that self to say, hey, here's all you need and you can, and you can crush it. So, um, and then find, find a mentor. Uh, much mm. earlier on, I, I, I really am very hardcore about coaching, training, mentorship now, and not trying to figure out everything on your own. Um, I, I think there's there's always going to be the I'll make mistakes regardless of somebody helping me or guiding me, but there are things with people who have been there, done that, um, that is very important. And I will identify for people something recently, I'm saying this right, but Ultimately, that the mentor is the person in that field that has been there, done that. Mm. Then there's the coach. And the coach hasn't necessarily done anything in your field, but they really help you. I, like I have one right now, and she is absolutely outstanding. She's actually a Tony Robbins coaching service or part of that that's in Europe. And, um, and she's just awesome. I'm speaking at her event in, in Berlin here coming up in wow. May. But she's really Unlike a lot of people where I had at the beginning of the year, which was a little different, I had some most incredible people who were kind of wanting to mentor me. But what I find is everybody has an opinion. And sometimes we actually know what we need to do, but we continue to learn, 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 and we take no action. So what was funny is I had like three different people who were incredible human beings and incredible in their crafts, but they've all succeeded in different ways. Right. Each one of those ways I could succeed with, but I can't succeed with all of them necessarily all at the same time or going a little bit in this direction, a little bit in that. And so what she did, a coach did, was help me identify, look, you know what you need to do. You know you have it all inside of you. From what you said, like you have all the information that you need. So you cut all all that crap and then just focus, stay clear. And I did that. And man, made a world of difference. So if having that person early on, instead of just fully acting like, I can do it all, I got it all under control, I'll figure it out, but, you know, because everybody wants to save money, right? Right. Nobody has any money, nobody this, and, and it's like, oh, well, that'll cost $500. I'm not doing that. I can do it myself. 
time is money in my opinion. And so if I value my time, it, whatever it is to anybody, like you have to look at that. If it's going to take me 80 hours to do what this might cost $500 and now it only takes me two hours, you know, I just made and saved a lot of money. I might not have brought it in, but now my time can be spent somewhere else more productive. So Right. I'm glad you mentioned that about your conversation with that with that coach because I'm, I'm a big fan of Tony Robbins. And he was an early, you know, one of the early personal development people that I listened to uh, you know, tw- 20 years ago. Uh, but one issue I, I have when he talks a lot about modeling uh, where he says, yeah, find somebody who's done it, finding the exact you know, steps and mental syntax and all this NLP stuff, you know, and, and then follow yes. those steps. And I'm like, that never resonated with me because I realized that the path, the steps that someone else took is not necessarily the steps that's going to work for me. And so I always like, you know, be inspired by someone, but you don't necessarily have to model them step by step, but find your own way. Because for every, because I've interviewed, you know, I mean, not only through this interview show, but my old music newspaper, I've I've interviewed so many people and the the common, you know, the thing that I've come away with all these is everyone finds their own path. There's no one route, you know. Yeah, I'll talk on that for just one second because I I, got to agree with you there. I found that um, you have to be very careful with the modeling aspect to a T because where that person lives, who they meet, like there's all those little variables and things that are never public either that they might never even talk about. So when you follow to a T, you run into these certain things and then it's like you have a disaster because that person did the things in the background that you don't know about. So there are things that, you know, you should definitely model. Um, I think that are public things, but there's definitely – don't take it as literal because that's where I've had my, my faults in the past is where I've, I've tried to take so literal to a T someone and it didn't resonate with me and it was against my gut and then I right. crashed and burned. So I'm glad we're in agreement on that. Yeah. All right, we're in the stretch, Michael. Uh, next question is one I always find to be very revealing, uh, so I'm always surprised by the answers. But if you could name a book, a single book, I guess if you can mention another one if you want, but uh, a book that really like changed your life, it was really impactful, um, what would that be? Yeah, so I'll first tie in right before I started my company, which I was always kind of what a lot of people who are really close to me know and some people who aren't as close think the opposite is a lot of people who, who kind of got to know me with my video production thought that that was my gift, that was my talent, that was my passion. Like I wanted to be this massive filmmaker and you know make it into the movie theaters and all this kind of stuff. And although I made films with my dad actually in high school, we had some fun stuff with that and we still, we still dabble in that and it's enjoyable. What's funny is I was more the entrepreneur before I started my video production. I had a candy machine business in high school. Oh, wow. I, I see a lot of these guys, which I actually had. My first job was at 10 years old. I had a paper out. Um, I wanted to have like a car detailing business. I was going to be a, a go to I was going to go to school for kinesiology to be like a personal trainer. Wow. So I always had this thing. But what's funny is I, I finally got focused after having a million shiny object syndromes and I, I, I got into my video production. But in 2010, when I was talking about kind of the overwhelm, that I was having in my business uh, and I was trying to figure things out. I mean, it was like, I'm either just going to do weddings and cut everything else out or I'm going to still do some weddings, but I'm going to figure out that there's something more. What is that? And I actually read a, I started reading a blog called Zen Habits Mm -hmm. and uh, there was a guest post on there by Tim Ferriss. I started reading his blog. I read his book and about September, October of 2010 and he talks about reaching the unreachable. And um, essentially, 
a couple months later in December, he announced on his blog that he was going to have a launch party for the four-hour body in New York City. I immediately bought a ticket, had no idea actually if I was going to go, but the ticket was only $10. And then I thought, you know what? I'm going to reach out. And uh, a motto I live by, which I think could help a lot of people out, is the worst thing that's going to happen is you get a no, but you get a no when you don't ask. But at least when you ask, you have the opportunity for something good to happen. Yeah, and so that's how, I, that's how I live my life. That's how I've had a lot of these things happen. Because I can hear in other people, they're like, well, that'll never happen. So they'll never even try. Well, it'll never happen. So I, I tried. I sent an email. And lo and behold, uh, about an hour after I sent the email, which was just like, uh, your book's changed my life. I, you know, I truly appreciate it. I'm going to be out at the launch party. Here's some things I've done. I'd love to produce something like this for you. You know, I'll do it for free if you don't have anything. And an hour later, his assistant, Charlie, emailed me back. He said, man, it looks great. Tim would love to have you. You know, come on out and we'll, we'll connect and everything. Wow. So I filmed his launch party for the 4-Hour Body in New York City. And I can truly say that that email... That event, that book, um, I, I, I actually saw Tim again recently at this t- uh, this mastermind talks. He was the main guy uh, at that event last uh, uh, May, and I said, "Tim, you effed up my life." <laughs> Your book. I was I was joking, and it was just kind of funny. And he had heard about some of the things I had had going on, but it, that was a pinnacle book moment, everything in my life. And then I filmed his event. It was a ten thousand dollar event he had called the Kimono event a few years ago, and um, and uh, I met a guy who held that event, this Jason Gennard, at that event. And at that time, that was the only person that I met at that event. I still wasn't like super networker or all this stuff. And I just connected with one individual. And he, in a lot of ways, has changed my life and connected with me, or connected me with a ton of incredible people. And lo and behold, uh, you fast forward, I actually was following Jason on Facebook and he went to a Tony Robbins date with destiny event. And he said him and his wife went and was $14,000. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm never going to be able to do that. Right. I was still in kind of a lack mindset at that time. Right. And so I was like, Holy cow, that's never going to happen. That's really expensive, you know, or whatever. Well, then I actually saw him announce on Facebook an email came through or something. I hadn't known a lot about him prior to this. Uh, somebody gave me a book, uh, we get the giant within and I, and I read that, but then, um, I saw the UPW and the UPW says unleash the power within. Mm-hmm. And that was in, uh, December of 2011. And essentially I was saw at $500 and I, I had shock and awe. It was like 14,500. I can do that. Well, I thought, you know what? Let me try. Let me try that thing I did with, with Tim. And so I thought, I'll try to send an email. And you know, little did I know that I've been told now that the only people who have been at their events outside their, like, like their main video crew to do anything at a Tony Robbins event and since he started has been Oprah's crew. And then we've now gotten to go in there and, and film and everything. But what happened is, is I, I sent an email. And I tried to find Tony's personal email. That didn't go so well. Uh, I, I searched. I knew that I couldn't contact them on their their contact form. I knew that would just go to spam, or they wouldn't. It was solicitation, so it wouldn't really get through. So I found someone's email somewhere online, and I sent an email. They replied back about a week later. Said, "We'll forward this on to marketing. If marketing likes it, they'll get back to you." Lo and behold, a week later, they got back to me. Said, "We'd love to get in touch. We like what we we see here." 
And uh, from that moment, that was in January of 2012, about wow. three or four months later, I, uh, I arrived at the Four Seasons. And while well, we filmed other stuff, then I was at the Four Seasons. Tony comes out of the elevator. We get into this black FBI-looking SUV. We go, we get on a helicopter, we fly over to New York City. We arrive at the Meadowlands, and then we go in, and I fly behind him on my glide cam in this shot. Um, which we can link up the video. It's on his website too. But I, I flew behind him, 6,000 people. I was in tears because like it was so, like the energy in the room was insane. And the biggest group of people I had ever been in front of in that up until that point my entire life was at a wedding with maybe, maybe a couple hundred people. And there was 6,000 people. Uh, just the music was pumping, the energy, and Tony comes out and he's got his hands going. And I'm right behind him in that moment. And uh, it was just, it was absolutely incredible. And from that moment forward, it's just been, it's been awesome. So there's, a, there's we could probably have a three hour interview here. There's a lot of other stuff, but that yeah. kind of takes that in. Um, so. So, so, so yeah, I was, I, was, I was curious, even though you're going to these events as a videographer or whatever, do you get, get a chance to, to have personal chats with Tony and Tim Ferriss and Martin Richard Branson, little bits here and there, maybe? Uh, Richard, yes. Tim, I've only had a few interactions actually with him. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony, not at his events, but I have had the honor, privilege, whatever you want to call it, to actually be filming interviews for his uh, for a book that he's going to be releasing this year. And I've had as much as an hour of time sitting in a room, getting to talk to him a little bit while we're waiting for one of the interview you know ease to come into the room, nice. uh, which has been just unbelievable and i will say what's really interesting is is some of the events that i've done little things um him and his wife the first time i ever met sage and it's it's so crazy i still don't know the whole thing yet but you know she said you're here for more than just filming she said i don't know what it is but she said you're more here for more than just filming Mm. and it's just it's so crazy because there's been a few events where they've kind of called me in or a few little things that they've called me in and they'll both reference we knew you'd enjoy this like they call me in, not just back to the Michael Port thing I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. not because I'm the best videographer on the planet, or the best guy to do the job for them, but because I connect with them. I connect with that job. I don't just sit there and like hit record. Okay, thanks guys. Where's my check? You know, it's like I wouldn't care if I was getting paid or, or anything. Like it's just the whole thing I connect with and I really – his feed off of so that's awesome it sounds like they that, that sage or his, his wife might be a little bit intuitive picking up some kind of energy vibe yeah. off of you or something yeah absolutely yeah, yeah absolutely so <laughs> yeah, it's all, uh, those are fantastic stories michael wow uh, what what a uh, a rich life you had lived lived at this at this young stage and there's a lot more <laughs> of it coming um so here's sort of a deep philosophical question i uh i love asking this one too like what's your big why you know especially when it comes to your you mentioned you launched a uh a podcast recently i guess i think after doing some youtube videos for a a, a while and apparently it hit like uh new and noteworthy on the main page of yeah of itunes congratulations your fans are obviously following you and listening and and downloading and all that good stuff. So, uh, so basically, uh, when it comes to this sort of new era of you being the the person who's in, inspiring and all, and all all that, right. yeah. What what motivates you to do? Why you want to put all this stuff out? You know, probably something like re- re- revealing here that I don't think I've mentioned too much. But as as I always am progressing, I'm always changing, and and things are always shifting. Like at at the core. 
I bring back my parents, which started this all out. Mm-hmm. And at the core, every opportunity I've had, everything that I've had happen, I still don't believe would I would have had to happen had not grown up in the household that I grew up in and that they didn't believe in me and support me. And, you know, I always have wanted to just take care of them and give back to them at, at, at the core to help them. But I think that for me, it, it translates out to what we said in the call earlier. What about those people that don't have those parents? What about those people that don't have those friends or those people that support them? I hope that for me, for what's now been actually anybody and everybody, it seems like I've got people of all ages and all countries commenting on my videos and leaving me messages. But at the core, you know, when I started the YouTube, it was to be that inspiration for others, to, to give that hope, to be that person that they can say they're not alone. And then what happened with the podcast, because the YouTube's just one video a week. The podcast was people were saying, I'm, I, I really just look forward to Wednesdays. You know, it's the best day of the week. And I thought, gosh, I want people to look forward to more than just one day a week. Right. Like, that's great. I must be inspired. Them. But I started my Gebs Juice podcast. So it would be a daily little, just little thing that you could listen to in two minutes or less just to give you that little boost. But for me, I just really want people to know that they're not alone and truly anything is possible because when I, I walk with my grandpa, every day that I'm home now, it's been a little over a year, I walk with my grandpa at the mall and he tells me that his biggest regret in life, I mean, I've asked him, what do you regret doing and what do you regret not doing? Mm. And the thing regret doing, he's like, well, I'm going to have to think about it. And I'm like, oh, that's fine. No, 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 because I first got the answer of the regret of something he didn't do. And so I knew that I'm like, you instantly had an answer for what you didn't do, but for what you did do, you you have to think about it. So obviously there was nothing he did in life. You know, so many of us are afraid. If I do that, oh my gosh, it's the end of the world. He didn't regret anything he's done, but he regretted the fact that he never got his books published Uh because ultimately he let one human being, which is the one he reiterates over and over and over again, he let just one. Some might do a couple. Some might do five or six. But you know people that have been turned down hundreds of times before they've, they've been accepted when there was a gatekeeper, which I'll tie that in. But he has this one person who says, that's really good. Yeah, but you know, if you would have written it 50 years ago, you'd be set. <laughs> and he just held on to that. And so thus, he, he, never, he never pursued that. And so for me, I want people to know that that gatekeeper's gone. I mean, you know as well as I do from the people that you've interviewed that really, and people listening here, um, a lot might get it, and maybe some of that light bulb hasn't gone off yet, but there is no gatekeepers anymore. There, the, the podcast, as you mentioned, YouTube, you know, blogs, all these things right. have allowed us to literally have no gatekeepers, build up this following. And I mean, there's people on YouTube right now. I mean, one of my good friends, I mean, they've had, I believe, over a billion views on their channel as a whole. They're one of the largest beauty channels on YouTube, Luxie Hair. They have almost one point, I think, seven or eight million subscribers right now. That's more views and eyeballs than some mainstream television shows have. Wow. You know, I mean, and it was just him and his wife and the sister when they started. And so I just have this, this deep passion for people to to be able to pursue the things that they get excited about and not have, like when I've gone and spoken at schools, I hate it when kids tell me that my parents, they don't support me at all. And I've lit up that, that thing inside where they go, I can do this. No matter what, I should not let anyone crush my dreams. And, and for me, 
you know, I, I guess it's not that I had anybody crush my dreams, but I've had people close to me who've never gotten to pursue their dreams. But yet I've had someone who has supported me. And I just want to be that light for someone else to know because it lights me up to be able to know I've had all these awesome things happen, but nothing lights me up more at this stage in my life than hearing someone else have that aha moment or that light bulb moment where they go, bam, I can do that. And then seeing them even achieve those things, it's just awesome. So Wow. Well, that's a, a fantastic philosophy and answer. And, and like I tell you, even though I'm, I'm doing these interviews, you know, uh, as a public service myself to share with people and right. inspire people, uh, there's a little self-serving because I get inspired by talking to people <laughs> like you too. You know? Well, I, I agree with that. I yeah. mean, I, I will add that everything I've gotten to do and some of that stuff, I mean, there is there is some of that. I mean, it's awesome to get to interact with these uh, just amazing human human beings, and they inspire me, you know. So, and that's really important. And, and surround yourself and find people who inspire you. It's a web of inspiration. All right, two more questions, Michael, and we're out of here. One, uh, you, you've done so many amazing things so far, but any future plans or what? What's in the in the works for the coming or the rest of the year? Or? Yeah, right now, I mean, I have a site that I'm working on um, with a guy who I actually did do a one-on-one -on -one training with, and, and he grew a six-figure videography business, and now we have, uh, we're doing some online webinars and trainings, and we have courses out and things that we're selling right now mainly with the videography niche, um, or people who are wanting to get into doing videos, but ultimately, I mean, my big plan in the next 12 months is I will have more of my own personal, kind of personal development, you know, uh, jump starter kind of program that will ultimately, you know, be for a broader level of people. That's where my YouTube and all that's kind of growing all that audience right now. Just I don't plan on stopping any of it at any point in time, but I'll definitely have some more kind of advanced things that people could dive into and some of my own kind of products and trainings and then just continue to just keep rocking it out all, all the time because awesome. I, you know, yeah. Information so. products. That's something I know a little bit about. So, you yes. know, we live in the same town. Maybe we can. We are going to do lunch. <laughs> Definitely. Um, meet for coffee. Although not, we don't think either one of us probably need coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I don't excited. drink coffee. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You, you right. don't really? No, no caffeine? Don't. Yeah. No, I'd probably explode. <laughs> um, but I'm going to, I'm going to be linking uh, just to a lot of the things that we talked about in the show notes, but where can people find you and, um, and, um, you know, on, online in particular? Yeah. It, it, it's uh, one thing right now, I don't know when you're going to release this, but I, there's like that eight-week period of time where you can be in that new and noteworthy. Uh, and so I'm, I'm doing a lot of push towards that iTunes right now. So I'll definitely give you that link. And I know the reviews and everything are really important. I've got like 65 so far. So if people want to check that out, you'll have to link that. I don't have a specific link. It's a long URL. Right, but, right. But the podcast is something uh, that you can definitely check out. It's just a little two-minute audio. And then my big thing is my YouTube series, which is – youtube.com backslash Michael Gebbin and you can have that linked up too but I do my weekly series there just once a week and actually just when we hit on this call I hit 3,000 subscribers so well, I don't know again when it'll be released but uh yeah so I love, I love that but um yeah, and then you can link up my Facebook or Instagram or anything else you want to link up. I'm all over okay, the place. Well, I'll, so. I'll put them all in the, in the show notes there. And the get the Geb's Juice is what's the the, the audio podcast. Yeah, that's, that's daily. it. Daily is it Monday through Friday, so five days a week. Seven, or seven, seven days, days a week. Yeah, seven just, days a week. And just a couple of minutes each. Two minutes and fourteen seconds. The beginning ones were a little bit. They were all two minutes or less. But now I like have a very much system. They're all two fourteen. That's wow. it. 
That's yeah. fan, that's fantastic. That's definitely consumable, even if you have a short attention span. So there's no that's excuse right. not to get exactly. juiced up every day at your that's audio right. caffeine. That's right. <laughs> well, exactly. Michael, this has been a real pleasure. Thank you for all the great stuff that you do in the world, and you're you know you're at such an age where you got decades in front of you of of growing this and inspiring more and more people. So thanks for being a guest. Really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Fantastic. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And I'll be back with another amazing guest next week or so. In the meantime, stay inspired. Think unlimited possibilities. You can do it, right, Michael? Anything is possible. Rock and roll. All right. We'll see you all later, folks. So long for now.